The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Ah, perfect. There it is. Hey, everybody, you're listening to The Winemakers. I'm John Myers. That was uh, the very talented Brian Casey on the... A sommelier uh, on the crack on there. The, on Pop the, in the top. On the... Uh, nice. Uh, you, you know, you've got a canned uh, Grenache. Uh, it's probably Pinot Noir. Yeah, okay. it's uh, it's uh, Washington, right? Or uh, Oregon, Oregon. 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 This is Underwood wine, and this is something you can find oh, all over the place. Uh, and it's in a can. This, uh, it's it's a. <laughs> they do a whole bunch you, of uh, they do a whole bunch of House of Cards tie-ins because it's Underwood and that. No that's way. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Union Wine Company made in Oregon. Underwood Rosé. Pinkies down. Strawberry and watermelon and peach. Pinkies down. I don't know where they get that, but uh, got this at Bottle Barn the other day. Got it at Bottle Barn. Yeah. No, I mean this where was they get the uh, tagline available <laughs> at the hotel gift shop. Uh, at the hotel I went to in Kauai for my honeymoon with, with my wife Alice, and uh, so and I I knew the brand because they have we have the same distributor in New York. Okay. Um, so they were at like one of the big portfolio tastings, and I'd seen it. You know, maybe I had tasted it there, but I saw it there in the gift shop. I I, I don't drink beer, so no, I, do I. I saw the and I was like, well. I can drink that. No, I trusted enough. If Verity in New York reps them and me, I got it. You know, they yeah. we have something in common. Uh, so Underwood Rosé in a can brings me back to the beach in Honolulu Bay in uh, the North Shore. Well, nothing Hawaii. better so, on the beach than a can. A of can wine. of rosé, right? <laughs> don't have to worry perfect. about broken glass. What well, great memories! I, I feel like I, I don't know if I said this. Did I say this? On, I've been saying this lately, which is if I was going to make. A, a bottle of wine that had a screw top, I'd actually just put it in a can. Because it, you're going for the same thing, uh, which is accessibility, ease of ease, opening, right. convenience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, these are the same size as like a regular soda can. What is that? 12 ounces? It's like two yeah, glasses. 12 ounces, yeah. And but you can't close it. You can't close it. Yeah, but, you know, who, it. you drink two glasses of wine. Huh. Right. It's you and, you know. You and you or you and somebody. You're, you're actually, we are two years late on our honeymoon. So it's you and your wife, not quite a newlywed <laughs> wife anymore. Uh, you know, your homie, whatever. Um, like I said, I'd rather put wine in a can than a screw top. Or on the square in Sonoma on a Tuesday night. On a Tuesday night. Apparently, you can start drinking in the plaza at 1130 in the morning. Oh really? So, Let's so go. We're Hostile. right on. We're, we're right on time. Eleven twenty-four. We got six minutes to get um, down there. When we got to Bordeaux, it was Sunday evening, and nothing is open on right. a Sunday evening. That was it. And and uh, I asked the guy we were renting from. He's a Brit. Uh, one of those guys who goes down there and buys the chateau, fixes it up, and rents it to the uh, Americans. And uh, um, he, he had a, a a big box of Bordeaux. You know. But that's okay. Right. It was fine. And it was a Sunday. I got to watch the F1 race. On and on and on. So, hey, happy International Grenache Happy Day. International Grenache Day. It's the yes. only of the every day is a day nowadays. But International Grenache Day is the only one I celebrate. <laughs> well, 
Uh, no National White Sock Day. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't wear white socks. Uh, oyster Spawning Day. Too much information for the I, winemakers I, I, podcast. I've got my winemaker sock or just the wine socks on for, today. That you so. got at Socks Divine right there on the plaza. Perfect. Yeah. They're a great Christmas present, man. They really are. So, but uh, and we're approaching another solstice. We are approaching another solstice uh, oh. this this week. Yeah, three days away. Yeah. So w- what's actually no? It's it's the equinox. Yeah, that's it's the equinox. Right. Yeah, the, the autumnal equinox. Um, so officially, as of uh, the t- the twentieth, midnight on uh, the twenty first. Midnight on the twenty first yeah. is that one that is this here? Uh, the days will start to be shorter than the nights, and and when it comes to farming, that's everything. That that's absolutely everything. That is the trigger to your plants that the season is over. That now is time to to reach the culmination of you know uh, whether it's grapes or any other plant that we we've talked about on here or any other fruit or anything in your garden. When when the plants start to realize that there's less daylight than there is nighttime, they're done. They're 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 reached their reproductive. Uh, you know, goals. They're they're making their fruit as sweet as possible because now is the time. Uh, so we're do we got we, have, we got wine <laughs> wine emergency over here or like are you? I opened up the blood? bottle and you just had some sediment on the top, so I just reached in and, and you know kind of yeah. got it out with my fingers, and then I was staring at my hand. John was staring at me, and, like and I just wiped it off gun. on my shorts. I got like, camouflage shorts. You're wearing so camouflage. I'm actually like you stepped up from usually your cut off jeans to today you have camo cargo shorts on, and I feel like you're dressed up for the day. And <laughs> the, these are my new favorite shorts. <laughs> and, man. The I love and the Pink Floyd T-shirt. Pink Floyd T-shirt. Dark Side of the uh, Moon uh, tour. Seventy three. Seventy three. He did uh, not go to it. He, he was, did not go to it. No. Um, a little young at that point. For I was Pink three. Floyd. Yeah, I don't know if my parents would have <laughs> taken me to that show. <laughs> you were you'd be comfortably numb at that point, uh, or they would be. Yeah. Well, seventy-three. So, were you were you born born in seventy? Okay. So yeah, it's possible I was at a, a Boz Skag show or maybe a Joni Mitchell, but my my parents wouldn't have taken me to, to Pink, Floyd. Pink Floyd. Yeah. No. Well, let me see. And you were born in Petaluma, right? Uh, actually, at Hamilton Air Force Base in Nevada. My dad uh, at the time was in the military, Hamilton so Air Force Base. Um, I guess no, I think I was. It was no, five like bucks to have a kid. Overpriced if you did it. gonna, It's crazy. Yeah. Army uh, brat. Oh yeah. Now, yeah. now the Hamilton Air Force Base is completely changed into uh, what is it? Uh, I think it's like a big housing development, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So someone there. bought the whole thing. We used yeah. to go to the air show there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people I was airborne. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so anyway, there's a lot still going there's on. A lot still going. Oh, because right, I mean, the to, people back to the video. Yeah, um, Brian's emergency. Well, that's okay. Um, and I, yes. I tried to get up and get him uh, napkins with my headphones on, which would have been pretty hysterical. Right. Take pull, the whole board pull with you. Everything uh, over, and that would have been another disaster. There's a so. cartoon or a comic strip right so, there. Yeah. So right. maybe we do like a, a real quick recap of where Harvest has gone so far and kind of where we're at right now. Then. Right. Um, because we've it's. Kind of like this whole year has been weather-wise, it's been sort of a roller coaster. We had now three weeks ago uh, this crazy heat spike. Everybody raced to get things in ahead of it. Maybe said some prayers and and held out over it. Um, Was that a mistake to rush and get it in early? Um, better than the alternative. You know, um, 
hindsight is always twenty twenty on these yeah. things. You know, uh, yesterday morning, my dad and Eric Bradley, who's a, right. a friend of the program, um, were at my at the house, uh, and they're gonna go look at vineyards. And you know, I said to, Brian, to, to to Eric that he has the one hardest job in harvest, which is actually calling the pick. And then my dad goes, yeah, and then everybody gets to second guess you. Um, <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's totally what it is. You, you can go either way when it comes to calling the pick. And, and if you don't do it, you're going to have regrets. If you do do, you know, you do call it, you're going to have regrets. Uh, I, I mean, you just have to try and do the best you can when with calling the pick. And usually, usually it's, it's really obvious. Whatever your, you know, I mean, you have a style, you have a preference, but uh, it's usually by taste. It's really obvious that that's the time to get the style or that you're going for. Um, you just taste taste the grapes and you go. This is so Phil's out tasting grapes in every, every day, se- every day every- for the last three weeks and for the next month or so. Uh, by the end of the day, he has grape skins pretty much wedged in between every tooth in his mouth and he has like <laughs> it's perfect he'll have some like grape skins or like seeds in his beard when he comes in at four o'clock to the office i mean this is this is what you that's, do is this you, is his job and though. this is the only time of year he drinks beer because the amount of acidity that he's getting oh, yeah. from the grapes that he's tasting every single day he he almost can't handle more uh, wine acidity at the end of the day. He, he drink, he'll drink a beer at least yeah. to, to kind of cleanse it. That's why that's why there's so much beer drinking in the, in the wine industry. I mean, there is um, is it the acidity? That there is uh, that there is the whole day? a practical reason as well as um, you know more emotional yeah, well, <laughs> more like, emotional support it's reasons. Like people who um, drink, you know drink coffee you know, all day long, sour stomach. It's yeah, bad. Totally. Acid is, is not Acid, good. You know yeah. everything uh, in moderation, including moderation. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so we went through the heat spike, and and then the, our weather's been relatively cool for the last week or so. A lot of fog, kind of mellow. People uh, this weekend we just went through canceled picks. Um, we've gone like two or three days at, at huh. Enterprise Vineyards where we haven't picked. Maybe more than a few tons. Um, so really, really slow. Things have kind of come to a, a trickle. And the prediction is that in about 10 days, which is puts you five days after the equinox, uh, we're going to get a heat spike. And, and then we'll be truly off to the races when it comes to all of the you know mountain Cabernet, Zinfandel, Grenache, Syrah. It's all going to happen in uh, about... 10, you know, eight days from us recording right now on a Monday uh, in Sonoma. So by by the time this airs, we'll be ramping up. And uh, by the time, you know, people start listening to it, um, the the week after we'll be we'll be in the throes. Yeah, you'll be extremely busy as Bart is, and I want I want to yes, re- let's give a shout out to, to Bart Hansen, b- the birthday boy. And he he had quite a birthday celebration. Yeah, Sandra threw him a crazy birthday party. I don't know what he did uh, to uh, deserve that, but there was cake. It was cake. There was cake. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, let's now we've kind of uh, covered some of the you know what's going on in the field and when you're going to repick and etc. And and that's really what's been on everybody's mind who's talked to me about this show how bad is the heat hurting 
Yeah. And yeah. and what's going on and how much can it take? And I thought that it would be in and how do they get more hang time if, without yeah. turning it into raisins, et cetera. Just some pretty common questions that are really interesting though. And uh, but um, so International Grenache Day. International Grenache Day. Was started in France, I guess, what, five or six right. years ago? It's every Friday, it's the third Friday in September every year. And which is, it's totally French because the French don't work on Fridays. The rest of us in the wine world. <laughs> Dude, the French don't work a lot. There are a lot of There's, interesting a, hours. Yeah. Although, you know what? I, I think if you ask any uh, vigneron in France, uh, the third Friday in September, even if it's International Grenache Day, gets in the way of a whole, a whole lot of actual work. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A, totally, totally the wrong time. But. Uh, right. On the other hand, um, nice to take a little break, though. She did have quite a party. It had to be at least a hundred people there. Oh, I don't know about that. I think so. You know, really? Yeah, yeah. It got at least seventy. Back. You couldn't. Huh. You, uh, I couldn't hear anything and, and, over the crowd noise. Right. On right. What we and were, and a little I, warm in there too. We were recording. The yeah. nice thing about it is it was all it was all industry. It was all friends. It was all like industry yeah. folks. Right. We didn't. I know this is going to be like nobody wants to hear us complain. I didn't, there was no like selling of wine. There was right. no like spiel. It was just like here. Oh, I brought this. Oh, you brought that. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, and which is what and you share. We really love to do. And yeah. you know, of course, the food was great. Um, but Don't remember the food. Well, it went fast. I, I had a couple bites of pork belly that you know. As oh, usual. there was pork belly. There was pork belly. I, I probably um, and I had a, a piece of bread, but nonetheless, uh, we just didn't get there in time. I was too focused on the wine. Oh, so, uh, you used to. Uh, uh, Sandra said that they were watching International Grenache Day on television. She mentioned that that it was you could see it in Australia. You see it well, yeah i mean around the world people I'm, and i'm sure they do either a facebook live or was uh, that it something like yeah. that but yeah yeah you can i'm sure you know log into some facebook and see what's going on i know sean blue one of your favorite uh, wineries <laughs> they were celebrating international grenache day because i saw they they hit me up on instagram they were and uh sam for making up for the bad bottle mm -hmm. that i carried back talk to them and brian there who runs the place is so nice that he he said i'm so embarrassed that you took there to share with your friends on international grenache day i'm going to send you a couple this was, you had a corked bottle oh it was wet cardboard dude. yeah john's favorite wine and he was so excited to share with so everyone we opened it up and it was it was it was really bad yeah um yeah. so he's sending two magnums so we will sit down and share one of those magnets. Okay. From Chen Blue, you can get it uh, at Wally's in, in L.A. You can get it you know, at Benchmark, my, one of my favorite places. And lots of different right. places. Well, spell it out for people. I think it's C-H-E-N-E-B-L-E-U. -E -E right, Chen Blue. Blue Oak. Blue Oak, Blue because Oak. Yeah, on their Blue property Oak. they have... Um, an oak tree that's dead. It's yeah. actually dead, but instead of pull it out, they spray painted it blue. And so it's, it's kind of their symbol. It's really neat. Wait, 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 wait. The dead blue oak tree came before the name did? Or they uh, or they had the name No, I think a blue oak is an actual like No, 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 no. It's of oak. I've got yeah, it. And I then afterward it. they painted the oak tree blue. <laughs> this is no? a this is a piece of property in Vaucluse that was owned by a, it was a, and this is a classic story, husband and wife going through a divorce and so the the property went to shit. And 
I, I think the guy is an investment banker in London that bought it. Yes. And, and so him and his wife bought the property and and completely brought all the vineyards back. Um, but there was this old oak tree. There you go. There's a picture right there. They See literally that old painted oak tree? it. They blue. painted it. No, all right. Yeah. And so, yeah, they were really high, tremendously friendly and very nice. And so, oh, so and we're, are they, we will have our own party well, and their rosé is always in the top five rosés around the world okay, let me get some of the rosé uh, i think um uh, sandra has it at the Ron, at Ron, the Ron room oh uh, we used to pour it by the glass at the grown the fig well so i i, I, I saw selling it, it selling it at the room so yeah. that's another thing to announce that happened international grenache that's day that's right that's right uh the the much anticipated uh Ron room sandra bernstein grown the fig fame uh has opened her, it's a tasting room, little like lounge, wine lounge, yeah. uh, gateway. It's like the first thing you hit when you're coming into Sonoma from the south, and uh, it's beautifully and it's, done. Uh, and well, you have a as, wonderful. If there, if there were any doubt? Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, you have a wonderful spot in back to sit and have a glass of wine and and you know just stare at the the, the garden and enjoy that. The and it's fat be- pilgrim, beautiful back there. Yeah. She you know, she grows all of her all, all the greens and everything. Right, that that's where the yeah. the girl in the fig garden is yeah. these days, right? Yeah. So yeah, nice nicely uh, laid out, uh, wonderfully done, and uh, it's open now. So yeah, I'd, uh, so check it out. It's and I'm, she's got driving into Sonoma, and the first thing you hit. The first place that you can get a glass of wine coming into Sonoma from the south, from San Francisco, is all Rones. Just going to throw that out there. Just <laughs> throwing that out there. That's true. Well, now you now you have a, a tad bit of competition there, but you're, you're in. No, town. it's all collaborative. It's yes, all collaborative. It I mean, yeah, we're yep. in competition. I'd like to sell more bottles than everybody, but uh, <laughs> go to the Rhone Room and you'll end up at sixteen six hundred. And frankly, yep. if you end up at sixteen six hundred, chances you, are you're gonna s- one of the places I'm gonna send you afterward is the Rhone Room. Um, you know, that's that's how it works. I don't know. I, I, I that hear, is very nice. I though. hear that that doesn't happen as much in in other wine regions. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I don't necessarily. You have to ask. Ask if you go to a tasting room, and you and you you have a good vibe. You enjoy the person who's leading you through your tasting. You like the space. You like the wines. Ask them. They. We all have uh, a list, whether it's an actual list or just in our heads, of the places that we would go taste wine at, and and those are the places we're going to send you to. So. Yeah. Ask. When you That's come what to I do when, uh, when people come into the restaurant and they say, where should we go tomorrow? I'll tell them one place. Right. I'll say, you should start here and then 16, ask 600. the people that work there where you should go next. Okay. And then kind of go on with your day. Unless it's someplace that you have to have an appointment right. for, um, then, then yeah. It's and, always... and there's definitely the people who come to Sonoma or Napa already with fi- their appointments all made. And they have their places that they want to see, and it's either things that they've been referred to, or they have their list of places that they hit every year. And you know, then you just you hope to get on that list. But um, there's definitely so there's like those two types of of traveler for sure. Well, she's got it laid out so nice, and and uh, has invited us to come down there. She's got a big table that will be perfect for us to broadcast from. With that spiffy new tablecloth. 
If we and, and it <laughs> looks so and, professional, and it looks so good, and it's, it's right over there. I saw that on Instagram. That I've, picture was nice. I feel like uh, the winemakers on the Radio Misfits podcast network is has better branding than sixteen six hundred does, <laughs> and this one and don't do for a living. So. Well, on the other hand, uh, hopefully it's helping your living. That's yeah, the idea. Enough, so, well, and so uh, you know, Sandra really uh, tossed a nice party, and I saw a lot of folks and you know including eric bradley and of course bradley. bartlett was there um the young lady from well uh young lady from uh bunchu katie, katie, katie bunchu, bunchu talking about both the bunchu six generations of winemaking yeah. plus her her new project which is uh abbott's, abbott's passage. passage and they're yeah. focusing doing a lot of roan stuff a lot of field blend stuff cool it's cool program be, yeah, and that'll be out in the world so you can it's just starting up but that's one to look for and folks i mean gunlock g u n n d l o c h don't even not even close gun bun g u n b u n wine you'll find it okay they realize that they have a great name gunlock bunchu but it's hard to spell it is in the in the in the dot com world we still call it that gun bun wine yeah, there you go, and and they've been around for a while. And we were talking, is it one fifty, eighteen fifty four, or eighteen fifty eight, one or the other? And uh, so she, it, and it's one of those ones where I don't think they decided it just doesn't, no, it doesn't it's matter. Just, it's just old, <laughs> yeah, really old. In uh, Bartholomew Park too, right? They've so they are they own that. They they um. So I think that's actually where they're making the Abbott's Passage out of. I don't know if it says Gun Bun on the label, but I think so. They're doing Abbott's it at Abbott's Passage. Um, she does. They're doing uh, a. It's they do a wine from Bart Park. They do some wines from the foothills, Amador area. They have a uh, they have a steel plow Grenache field blend. And Katie decided we're going to do steel plow strong for all of the uh, as the hashtag. I hashtag steel I heard plow that. strong for yeah. all the uh, all the the steel plow Grenache makers out there. So that's right. sixteen six hundred Abbott's Passage. Um, you know, there's, there's a list. We'll get that list. Bart, Bart's made steel plow Grenache. Um, a, a new young winemaker uh, doing her winery is Jean de Bois. And we'll, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll have her on Danielle Langlois. Uh, she's doing a steel yeah, plow Grenache. Well, it's all over. When, it's, when it's quiet, we can hear her. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> right. And and Isabel was there. Isabel uh, Isabel Gassier. Uh, yeah. Another I sort of love little, Isabel. What a sweetheart. Yeah, she's she's yeah. awesome. Just um, working wonderful. right now at bedrock in the in the cellar but actually is you know her her uh, she's, her goal and heart hopes and dreams is uh vineyard side um and she comes from a family that's made wine for five generations in uh in the south of france the, the southernmost appellation of the rhone valley and, I, and what is she doing here who is she working she's with? working for bedrock she's working for she's morgan, working Twitter, for, okay, morgan twain okay. peterson i have morgan heard peterson. morgan's name now <laughs> mentioned more than any other single person in the last six months, and how do I meet him? How do we get him on? <laughs> he is, um, is he elusive. Morgan Twain Peters just yes. got his MW. Actually, he's is the first oh. California winemaker with a Masters of Wine. Like really serious deal. Um, how do we meet more? Well, I'll, I'll get him on here. Um, you know, I went to school. I went to preschool and elementary school and high school with Morgan. Um, Bedrock Winery. It's that's one that you can definitely find, and uh, basically, I, I, like they're in like forty-eight states uh, on the so retail where do, side. Where do we go in Sonoma uh, to find Bedrock? Yeah. Well, that's the problem. So they have a wine. They have a vineyard. Um, 
They have a vineyard that they own, uh, part of the original Hearst Vineyard in the middle of the valley where Kenwood is, or, or where uh, is this the old Madrone Madrone State? It, it's right on Madrone. It's part of that vineyard. Okay. They own a, they own a piece of that vineyard, old vines. Um, he's opening a tasting room. They're opening a tasting room just off the plaza, but that you know it's Sonoma, so it'll be a little while. <laughs> Um, really, <laughs> you have to go to the website. Yeah. You you sign up for an email and you start you know start at the bottom of the list as far as it, it's an allocated wine. Um, Bedrock makes probably twenty five or thirty different SKUs every year, maybe more. Uh, a lot of small lots. They focus on old vines from all over California. Um, Bedrock is uh, Morgan is one of the. Uh, founders of the historical vine society so they're really working on preserving some of the the vineyard heritage of sonoma uh or, or of california um so you have to get on the list to get to get access to some of those smaller production wines that he makes but he also makes um wine that goes into the retail world is north coast syrah old vines in that you can find yeah i think um, at bottle barn i've seen some yeah uh, you can you can find them everywhere and, and they're yeah. those wines are not you know, not terribly expensive. Would he, in the, would in he the be 20s, over probably. at Sonoma Market? Or uh, probably. He's definitely good, at Sonoma's good. Best. Um, okay. All right. Well, I'll run by one. Right. Yeah, Sonoma's Best. Uh, one of them today. Yeah. You know, so, and and I, Chris Cottrell, who Chris I don't Cattrell. know if you heard the last show, but he actually came into Sante a few weeks ago. Oh, really? About a month ago, yeah. Did he buy a bottle of 16600? No, he bought a bunch of old French no, wine. You no, know you know what they ended up drinking was uh, Matthiasin, a uh, white blend that's got Ribola Giala. <laughs> and he, he, had, he, he had a hard day. He just came in. He wanted something to eat. And the, the girls that he was with, I don't know, his wife or girlfriend? Uh, I think his girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yeah. Um, they were eating souffle as well. He was eating dinner. Yeah, <laughs> they were That's cute. Fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, no, Chris is and so Chris is Morgan's business partner, yep. um, and there he's the, the and so the reason that you haven't met them and never see them is he makes they make a ton of different wines and they're when they're not making wine they're on the road like working really hard to stay, they make a lot of wine so they have to sell a lot of wine. Yep. Um, you know they they work really hard. Uh, well, and they're on the road all we'll the time. They're, they're in the winery, in the vineyard, or on yeah, the road. Yeah, um, they they travel a fair amount too. And yeah. you can catch it on their Instagrams, Bedrock Morgan and uh, Chris. Chris's pet project is Under the Wire. It's a right. uh, California single vineyard, uh, basically grower champagne. What grower happened sparkling to well, sparkling Syrah? Right, so they, do, they do sparkling Zinfandel, sparkling, sparkling Zin, Zin nice. and they do um, they do one from like uh, one of those like pinnacles kind of. East side Salinas Valley up in the mountains vineyards, um, hmm. like a tr the Trousseau vineyard or right, something. I, right. I, 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 I can't keep up. Uh, Joel <laughs> Peterson brought in. So this is um, Joel's son, right? Yeah, yeah, but he brought in a once in future mm. or once and again. What once a, in future? Once yeah, in future. Yeah, yeah. So and delicious. It was petite syrahs, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Mm, yeah. Now is he doing that with with his son? You know the the inner workings of the of the Peterson uh, <laughs> world. I, I don't know exactly. I don't know where Joel is making it. I, I, I imagine he's making it in the same facility, um, but I, I, I'm pretty sure that's his, that's his baby. Um, you know, basically they're among the most talented California winemakers that we have and anything that they do, you should follow and pay attention to. And they're having fun and they're having a blast, you know, they, I mean, they're very serious guys, very academic guys, but they, they have a good time. It's yeah. the very first wine I had really. I mean, when you Raven's when you think, yeah, going Raven, back to, yeah. uh, no, it's the reason yeah. it's the reason. One of the reasons that Sonoma's that on the map. Klein, sure. 
Ravenswood, Klein, Ravenswood, Klein, which, you know, you yep. swap each time. And I met the folks from Klein yesterday. Yeah, there was a, a you know. Was Hillary there? It was, it at, was Megan was there. At, at, at Vinyl at Sunday. Vinyl Sunday. At, at, at the uh, uh, winery 1600 uh, Tasting House. 1600. 1600. What did I say? 1600. It's not. It is not. The White House. It is the Tasting House. Uh, yeah. It's sixteen six hundred. Uh, yeah, we, um, you know the cool thing. There's a generation, you know, sort of my generation of, uh, you know, the next generation in Sonoma that are just really active in the wine business. You know, Morgan's probably leading the class. Uh, Katie Bunchu's right there, and and a bunch of the Klein family is, uh, you know, they have, they have. There's seven or eight of the Klein children that are in sort of my generation, uh, so they're not all in the in the wine world. There's probably <laughs> just it, one it, left. Not Mark, enough. Mark left and started three wine company. Okay, and then and, and there's uh, right. you know one of them is a writer. One of them has a like best selling novel. I think that's Emma. Uh, and I know I know Hillary and Megan um, both work. For Klein Winery. Well, and actually, Hillary right now is doing internship with uh, Sojourn. Oh, really? She was. I ran into her at uh, I, Epicenter a couple weeks ago. I feel like she, I just saw her at the Girl in the Fig doing a staff training on the on the Morved. On the Morved, and I guess maybe they do a private label for the Girl in the Fig also. It's uh, that was in the works when I left there. So yeah, yeah it's completely possible. But uh, uh, yeah, she was punching down some of the Gaps Crown uh, Pinot. But it wouldn't surprise me if she's doing both. Yeah. <laughs> because that's, I mean, you know. Well, she was at Starbucks. She was getting some coffee. She looked uh, like she she'd been, looks uh, like she'd she been was working. Working hard, yeah. punching down and, and doing doing yeah. it all. Yeah. yeah. She's trying to learn all the different sides. <laughs> that's what you got to do. Yep. I mean, you have to. There's a lot of work involved. There's a lot of work involved. A lot. And I'll tell I the people who do the best job selling wine, whether it's in the tasting room whether it's on the streets, you know, hotel, you know, restaurants, buyers, retail, um, the more you have real, actual experience, fingers, you know, dirt and and they're on your fingernails, you know, dirty hands, vineyard, winery, those crazy hours, the better off, better job you're going to do selling the wine because you you know the story, you know it, you yeah. know where and you that know, goes for what, distributors, yeah. that goes for servers, psalms. Yeah. I mean, if you can tell a story about the wine, that that goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. And you brought a beautiful the 2040 uh, Val Rossi um, homage. So this is uh, you know, this is our you know in our paying homage to to. Shouting up to Pop, paying homage to Val Rossi, and of course for Grenache Day. Uh, so the the 2013 Val Rossi, which was the first time we rolled it out at 16600, uh, was Mavedra based, like 45% Mavedra, 35% Grenache, the rest Syrah. This is uh, almost entirely Grenache. It's 78% Grenache, hmm. 14% Mavedra. No wonder left eight like percent so, so this is this is big, you know. Mountain. <laughs> you built this one for me. I built yeah, this one for yeah. John. This yeah. is there you go. this is the one that John is going to earn himself another flight to France. And I, I tried on uh, buy myself I tried another flight to France dude. on my own. Seriously, I, I tried. I tried you yesterday. You, you so. made a contribution to your uh, <laughs> frequent flyer miles at sixteen six. Well, can I can I do housekeeping first? The the rosé that we opened up in a can. Yes. Uh, yeah. Good. Uh, just exactly yeah. what it says and on the can. Four, you know, it tastes better out of the can than it does out of the glass. So I'll, uh, I'll give it that. You like the uh, strawberry? No. It's got that watermelon mm-hmm. rind, nice acid. Underwood, twelve uh, percent alcohol. And then um, we're also we're also drinking a donkey and goat. 
called the Gadabout. It's a 2015 white wine. Um, just says California, and it's Rhone varietals. It's got Grenache Blanc in there, Viognier, Marsan Roussan, and a little bit of Chardonnay. And it's a natural wine. I think it's a 13%, but definitely unfiltered. And it almost oh, has good. a little bit of that uh, sour beer. That uh, sour, you know, there's wines that are got that tartness. I think Sam thinks it's corked. He's <laughs> he's giving me the look. I'm, I'm not sold he's, on the Dunkin' gut. Yeah. Well, they, uh, what is it that makes it look so creamy when it uh, is first poured? Uh, I mean, it's it's unfiltered, so right. oh, okay. that could be a, yeah, a little cloudiness, a whole bunch of different things. Uh, you know, probably a little tartric acid. Um, you know, hey, some have you sediment, ever some 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 fine lees that you know yeah. when when you bottle, basically you're racking so. Um, you know, can, you know it gets to I, the bottom of the barrel. You're gonna get a little stuff. What do you guys uh, use for filtering at sixteen six hundred? Do you use an egg whites or use? No, we don't use we don't use any um, we don't use any animal product filters. Um, so it's vegan. It's it's technically vegan. We do we do a sort of large particulate filter at, at bottling, right? Um, and uh, another fine before we go into. Um, into tank before bottling, and I don't, and it's another synthetic. It's another synthetic filter. Okay. Uh, just you do you know you go really slow, um, but the goal because you don't want to put a lot of air on the wine because um, we're not going to add we're not going to add any sulfur at bottling. We do right. all the sulfur in before uh, before bottling. Yeah, I heard I heard that Chambleu Blue uses. I know they do on the rosé. I don't know if they do it for all their wines. They use um, dried peas. You ever huh. heard of that? No. Dried peas. Dried peas F- for filtering. For filtering, and um, interesting. Well, I thought Let's it was interesting. It's funny that we have we have vegans something. that come into the restaurant and they do the tasting menu. So we do a, a whole vegan eight courses at but, Sante. But they do the wine pairing, and I, I don't know whether to tell them or not that they're <laughs> that the majority of the wines that they're drinking are aren't are filtered aren't with uh, that that aren't vegan at all. I don't know if they know that or if they care, but. Um, but I, th- I think Sean Blue found some way to do a, a vegan filtering using I will dried, Brian. smashed peas. Ask him about and, that. And, That'd be interesting and, and to find out. I thought it, it was kind of cool. I don't know. If, but wouldn't you think that would impart some sort of flavor? And not the, that it would be the, bad. The, that kind of sounds good. The whole idea of any of these and why the whole like vegan wine thing is... It, 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 it's important. It matters if you're like really strict to it. But... Um, any of the the ele- agents that you use to fine wine, which is you know, you're talking about egg whites. Sometimes right. there's some like fish based deals right. that are right. used fish to emulsion. fish fish proteins, yeah. Yeah. and and I guess the same thing is going to go with the dried legumes. Is what you're doing is there's the the proteins in that agent are are attaching to and attracting any of the. Uh, the particulates and any of the bacteria that could be in the wine, and then it it all falls to the bottom. So even if you're finding with egg whites, it's not like there's any egg white left in the in the wine. No, right, right. it all falls to the bottom. It all right. falls to the bottom, right. and then you take what's you take it off the top. So yeah. so I, I imagine that the same thing works with with a dried pea, with a dried legume. Um, that it's, it's got some pro, you know, there's proteins in, in beans and peas and soy and all that stuff. Um, so that, that must be what it is. And I, you know, I'm not nearly enough of a chemist or a scientist or even an actual winemaker. And if Bart was here, he could tell you exactly how that works. Well, I will say that the best of my understanding. We'll get to Shen Blue and see what the real story is. So, 
All right, guys. Well, um, let's uh, go ahead and call this episode 21. All right. And International Grenache Day and Bart's birthday. And we had some uh, interesting tastings. Mm -hmm. And... And Thank you to Sandra for hosting. And yeah, that Sandra, was a wonderful deal. You, you were, we didn't even get to like uh, all the people that were there. I mean, oh, Steve no. Law, Cindy Steve from Passaggio, <laughs> um, the one Chef Jeremy Zimmerman, Jeremy Zimmerman back, back at the Girl in the Fig, right. uh, Gary Saperstein, the, right. the original uh, manager of the Girl in the Fig. I mean, it was let's start Kathleen there. Hill. Yeah, let's uh, start Kathleen there. Hill, that's right. The Idells. All right, we'll get. We'll come back. See you next week. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, John.